0: Hey guys, welcome to another week of Unpopular Fitness Ideas with your host Marta. This week I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit flat and a part of me has been putting off recording this episode, which you would expect because today I'm going to be talking about showing up authentically and often I talk about things that are actually discussed within the fitness industry, space, online, social media. But the thing with showing up authentically is that it's much easier said than done. And saying, I show up authentically, does not necessarily mean that you do. Which makes sense as to why I'm putting this off. If I'm going to be talking about showing up authentically, I have to show up authentically on this podcast. And it's something that I've been struggling with lately because I've realized that my authentic self is not necessarily one that I love. And when that happens, we are often invited to change. But changing is not necessarily easy. And so today I'm going to move a little bit away from fitness as its own thing. And I'm going to be talking about authenticity in terms of just being, your true self, and then I'll make some links back to food, fitness, exercise, body image, mental health. So the way I'm going to start this is by just explaining what technically showing up authentically means to me, what I mean showing up authentically means in the context of this episode and what stops us from showing up authentically it's not necessarily going to be comfortable or easy to talk about and there are probably a lot of people out there that could discuss this better than me but as always the content i share is about my journey my views and my point like my where i currently am in my own journey towards emotional mental physical growth And so, this is what I have for you today. The last thing I'm going to talk about is how to cultivate authenticity. It's about how we can make a promise to ourselves to be more authentic and show up as that. Because I've been listening a lot to podcast episodes, you know, about happiness and about being in the present and about living a simpler life and being okay with how life is at the moment and not wishing time away. And all these things that we literally see them online all the time. But then we find ourselves falling into that social media vortex of upwards comparison and wishing away our lives or you know, hoping we got to the weekend, hoping that we looked like someone else, hoping that we had X level of fitness, hoping that we had X willpower of someone else's life. And you might be thinking, well, what on earth does that have to do with showing up authentically? But the thing is, the more we do that and the more lost we get into that wormhole of comparison and wishing away and avoiding our current reality, the less we like ourselves and the more inclined we are to not show up as we are, but as we think we should be or as we think other people might like us or as we think we will be happy if we are that way and for me obviously a lot of it came down to how I think I should be as a coach, how I think I should be as a partner, how I think I should be on social media, the advice I should give, the person I should impersonate and not just being me and I've joined a program, I have a new coach and he's brilliant But it's hard work and it's all about showing up authentically and really getting down to the nitty-gritty of what it is that makes me happy and makes me be and pushing through this almost carcass I want to say that I've put around myself about who I'm allowed to be so what is showing up authentically to me showing up authentically is about showing up as you are when others aren't around know who are you on a Saturday morning when you wake up by yourself and if you live alone you'll be by yourself or your housemates are out, your family is out, whoever you live with is out and it's just you. What would you do on that Saturday morning? That's who you are. It's about who you would be if you're unsupervised at work. How would you act? How would you behave? If you got to choose what is done on Friday night instead of your friend or your partner, what would you want to do? If you were to exercise in a way that didn't promise a certain aesthetic result, how would you move? If you were to eat in a way that didn't result in weight loss or weight gain or muscle gain or shaping your body, what would you choose to eat? How you would act in all of those scenarios, shows more about who you are deep down because it removes any expectation or any repercussion or any reaction to your behaviors. No one's going to call you out. No one is going to think differently of you depending on how you behave. Your body is not going to change depending on what you eat, how much you eat, how you move, how little you move. And so thinking of authenticity in that way Says a lot about our character because if there's no repercussions to anything that we do other than how we feel about what we do, then surely we would always choose what makes us feel good inside. And this is a bit hard because obviously, if we were just to choose things that make us feel good in the moment, we would be chasing immediate gratification. And that's not what I mean. What I mean is what you do to feel good. Good inside to feel like you have a purpose, to feel fulfilled, to feel content, not to feel immediate gratification. Because if that were the case, then we would never leave bed. We would always be eating processed food and we would be scrolling on Instagram. But we all know that if we do this for longer than an evening, the next day we're going to be feeling like shit. So, you know, you have to differentiate between what makes you feel good deep down, and what makes you feel good in the moment. It's about fulfillment, it's about enjoyment, it's about what you stand up for, what you stand against, you know, the things you want out of life, what you don't want out of life, the energy and the people you want around, what you don't want around, and then it's about being able to set those boundaries and practical steps that are going to make you practice and live through those beliefs. It's about taking a Saturday morning to yourself because you know that having time to self-reflect on a Saturday morning, to have a slow morning, to make yourself a coffee, get in bed, clean your room, whatever it is that you want to do is going to make you feel better and that's going to make you have better energy and that's going to allow yourself to then show up authentically around other people because you've honored your true needs which might have been alone time, reflection, having a clean space, whatever it may be. When you do that consistently, when you start showing up authentically consistently, regardless of who you are with, you start honoring yourself and therefore you are authentic. For me, authenticity is not just doing the things that bring you purpose and fulfillment when you're alone, but then people pleasing. It's about setting those boundaries around those people To not please them, but please yourself first. It's about choosing in a way that you want and not the one that you think is going to give you the best result on the Instagram algorithm. It's eating the way that you want and not following what some influencer does because you think that will give you her body. And it's about being okay with that because at first it's a bit uncomfortable, but the more you do it and the better you feel in yourself, the better it gets. So now I just want to get into what stops us because as I said it's very easy to say this and the reason I say it's easy is because it's November 2021 now so obviously COVID hit a while ago but when COVID hit and we were all forced to be in our houses to not leave to figure out what we enjoyed and just enjoy our own company and whoever we were locked down with I actually managed to do this for the very, very, very first time in my life. And it's something that I cherish hugely. During the first lockdown, during the pandemic, when we were in lockdown for the first time, I was living my best life. I was moving in the ways I wanted. I was eating in the ways I wanted. I was working as hard as I wanted to. I started having new hobbies. I was playing, which is something that I. Highly value. I absolutely love playing. And I literally mean playing hide and seek. I mean doing puzzles. I mean doing TikToks. I mean messing about in my garden, doing handstands. Whatever it was, I was playing. And I just did whatever I wanted. When the world started to open up, I kept doing this, but I started to feel that pressure to start going to certain events and doing certain things that I realized. I didn't actually enjoy doing, and there started like conflict started to arise. Then we went back into lockdown, and things started to feel comfortable again. But I was still conflicted in this new identity that I had built and my past self. And I started feeling like I was a weirdo, like I was a loner, like I I didn't fit in, like people didn't understand me, like. I had to change to be accepted and I had to X, Y, and Z. The more this happened, the worse my mental health got, the more FOMO I got, the more distance I felt from people in my life and the more disconnected I felt from my life. And this is what stops us from true authenticity. It's that we don't show up as we are, but we show up as we think we should be or as we think other people will love us as. So whether that's people pleasing, whether that's morphing into what you think you should be, how you think you should look like a body, socialize based on your age, on your gender, on, you know, what other people around you are doing, on your upbringing, whether it's FOMO, you think that you're going to miss out on something, but you don't actually care. Or whether it's this idea that, you know, you only live once and you need to do something because apparently you're never going to get to do that again, even if you don't want to do it, or whether it's not admitting the real you, your real opinions, your real values, what you really fucking want from life, and your month, and your week, and your day, this can actually create a deeper cycle of shame, and inauth- inauthenticity. It doesn't matter how you are responding to this idea that you should show up as you think you should be. If you were doing that, if you're showing up as you think you should be instead of as you are you can create deeper shame and inauthenticity in yourself because if you continue to try to keep up with the version of yourself that you've created for others without coming to terms with the person who is actually under that facade then you're creating more mental health issues. I'm going to use myself as an example on this as I said, when we went into the second lockdown and I'd have a taste of, you know, freedom, as to say, and socialising again and people expecting me to go out clubbing and doing this and doing that, I started to feel conflict arising in me. And what that created was this anxiety and this inadequacy of who I was. I started shaming the person that I was deep down because I thought she wasn't good enough. She wasn't good enough for other people and she had to do better. She had to enjoy certain things. But the more pressure I put on myself to enjoy things that I didn't, the less I enjoyed them and the more shame grew whenever I went back home and felt empty. And after a lot of reflection, and I don't just mean, you know, a little reflection to put this episode together, I mean, Probably a year's worth of reflection. I haven't realized that is just a fear of vulnerability. It's a fear of others not accepting you as you are. It's a fear that those people are going to look down on those parts of you that you might not like. It's about wanting to fit in. It's about seeking validation, which I always talk about. And doing these things to the point where you either deny those parts of you that make you you... You know, the the parts of me that make me me are my playful side. I love to mess about. And I started hanging out with people who were quite caught up in, you know, the drinking culture and the going out. And we would meet and we would just kind of sit down. And I didn't feel truly connected to the conversations or there was no fun involved unless there was loads of alcohol. And there was just like an inhibition of reality that's not necessarily bad, it's normal. People go out and get drunk and get pissed. But it was the fact that we always met up and unless there was alcohol involved, there was not this sense of you know playfulness and just not taking each other seriously and just having fun and messing about and letting go a little bit of reality unless it was through alcohol. I started to deny those parts of myself. I stopped playing. I stopped being childish. I thought I had to be really serious and, you know, very lenient with myself. It's not lenient, less lenient. So I thought I had to be very strict with myself. And what did I start doing? I started turning to food because that is my coping mechanism of my, like the most automated one. I started to numb those feelings, to numb those needs, to numb what I enjoyed, which was playing, which was Just living life and not taking it too seriously but enjoying it in the moment not complaining not trying to numb it through alcohol so because I didn't want to numb it through alcohol and what I truly needed was that playfulness but I wasn't getting it and I was trying to fit in into this new dynamic where I had fun through alcohol even though I didn't because for me it was just another way to numb I started to lose touch with her and I started to avoid her I started to see her as bad If she showed up, I tried to push her down and I did that with food. What does that bring? Depression, anxiety, disconnection, sometimes dissociation, emotional eating, restrictive eating to control what you can't control or what you think you can't control. And that's just one example. For someone else, it might be neglecting connection and perpetuating relationships that don't bring true connection trying to fit in to what that person wants, to have their validation, but neglecting connection, which again in the past I've done with men for all my teenage years. And that's what happens when we neglect the true parts of ourselves. But the reason that happens is because we are scared of the repercussions of what showing up authentically could mean. Because if I went up to those people and I said... I hate this, I don't want to keep drinking. Can we go to a trampoline park? I was scared that they were gonna say, absolutely fucking not, that's weird. I'm not a kid anymore, let's go drinking or stay at home. And so instead of saying it, I just didn't. And you start creating this picture in your head that those people are bad, that it's you versus them, that you need new people, That you just need to fit in with them, whatever it may be. But the reality is that if you were to show up authentically, you would just tell them that you don't really vibe doing those things, suggest something else that you might enjoy doing, and seeing whether they are your people or not. But instead, the fear of them not being your people is so big that you avoid it altogether. We are scared of the repercussions we are scared that they're going to hate you for who you are and so you keep quiet. The second reason that stops us from showing up authentically is that we might fear who we really are. This is also a big one and one that I think is like a constant, it's just a constant stream of realizations because I think naturally, us humans, we gravitate towards growth. We want to grow. And so it's that, it's literally that perpetual feeling of seeing an old Snapchat story or an old Instagram video story six months ago, a year ago, and cringing. If you don't cringe at your Instagram stories from a year ago, you're not growing, (laughs) right? Like, we've all heard that before. But... A lot of the time, we stop showing up authentically because we realize that we actually hate who we've become. We cringe, not at our six months ago self, but our current self. We don't like them. We don't like what we see. And so we stop showing up authentically. We try to fit in when we're around other people. But what that happens is that at some point, she's just going to come out and you're going to have to deal with her. At some point, when you're alone, when you can't stop faking it, when things are too stressful, too emotional, your true self is going to show up. And remember that your true self doesn't mean your best self. It just means your reality, how you see the world, how you behave, your current values. That is not your idealized self. That is just you, who you are. And who you are is based on your actions, on your behaviors, And how you see people. It's not what you say about them, but what you think about them. So it goes like really, really deep. And we might be scared of the repercussions of being that person. Not just of people not liking that person, but of being that person. And this is when we have to say, fuck, do I really want to be this person? Is this who I want to be deep down? Or do I want to be someone else? Do I want to be different? Do I want to be better? And the problem with this, well it's not a problem, but the thing with this is that you don't just have to come to terms with who you are now, but you have to think about how you want to be, and then you have to change your thoughts and behaviours to match that vision of yourself. And then you have to show up like that to other people, which might create discomfort to them, and then that might create that fear of, what if these people don't like the new me?, What if these people, you know, leave me alone? I'm going to be alone forever. I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to take responsibility. I'm going to have to be really, really uncomfortable and I don't know what's going to happen and what does this all mean? You're stepping into the unknown. Fuck it. I'm just going to stay how I am. I'm just going to numb it. I am going to avoid showing up authentically and I'm going to do what I've always done because it's comfortable and I know that people are not going to leave my life if I keep doing this because they've never left, so why would they now? I'm not going to be alone. I don't have to change anything, and that's easy, and I don't have to take responsibility for the fact that I currently hate myself. You stay as you are. You don't show up authentically, and that's what stops us <clears throat> losing my voice here. What now, right? I feel like I'm going in like really, really deep with this, and I'm literally jumping at your neck. And perhaps I'm calling you out for shit, or perhaps you're thinking, what on earth is this girl talking about? No, that's not me. But let's like break it down. Let's take it down a notch, let's say, and apply it to something common in our lives. And that is health and fitness, right? Let's say for me showing, well, I'm going to tell you, for me showing up authentically is in health and fitness is about taking care of my body. So mostly eating whole foods. It's about making sure that i have energy to exercise it's about listening to my hunger cues eating the food that i enjoy including all foods not allowing myself chocolate but also being mindful of what makes me feel good i want to feel energized is not about just looking apart but feeling good it's about going to the toilet every day it's about getting movement in and i decide that i'm going to change my focus as i have in the past and i'm going to start counting calories and i'm going to hit a certain calorie target and i'm going to train to compete in a bikini building competition if i do that i'm not showing up authentically because health and fitness to me is not about hitting certain macronutrient targets or shaping my body in a specific way does that mean i don't have any aesthetic goals no but if I were to consistently track to go through off seasons of bulking and cutting and modifying my cardio to the T, doing like very specific step goals and very specific weight loss targets to build and shape my body, I would be dishonoring my true self to fit in into someone else's standards of what health and fitness is to them. Because bodybuilding, is not necessarily bad but it might be someone's interpretation of health and fitness because to them being healthy is you know taking eating a healthy diet which you will have to do if you are bodybuilding and you will have to be into fitness they are really into training to build muscle they're into the aesthetics component and they enjoy that but for me part of health is being spontaneous it's about being able to eat the food that I want without having to track it It's about feeling really good in my skin and not feeling overly full, which sometimes you might have to do for the sake of bulking and It's about moving attention away from food. And when you're into bodybuilding, you actually have to be very focused on food. When you're dieting, it's either because you have to manage what you're eating and making sure that you're not overeating. And when you're bulking, it might be about having to eat more than your body naturally craves. And for me, health is so much about being in tune with your body. It's about being mindful and being in tune with your body and mind. Does that mean that's the only definition of health? No, but that is what is authentic to me. I could very easily change that. I could start posting what I eat in a day videos on Instagram with my calories, with my training program. I could go on diets and, you know, show before and after pictures of myself. And I am sure I would get a bigger audience. I would get more feedback than I currently do because people like to see that People like to see other people succeed and they like to see their journeys. But that isn't what health and fitness is to me. To me, it's all about self-acceptance and self-love. But as I've said, in the past, I've done that. I've showed what I eat in a day videos. I've showed my programs. I've shown before and afters. And a part of me, before stopping that, was scared of having to change. I was scared of having to take responsibility of how that behavior was inauthentic to me. I was scared of people leaving my page, no longer liking it, no longer engaging with it, no longer getting their validation. But I've done it because I've realized that the repercussions were better than me staying in a loop of behaviors and a life that didn't bring me true joy. Because at the end of the week, what that was resulting in was in me binging. And that's a very simple way of me explaining to you how this... Authenticity and inauthenticity cycle can manifest in just health and fitness within me. That's my story. That's why on my Instagram, you've seen such a difference in content. That's why you don't really see my body anymore. That's why you might see me running now. That's why you might see me eating out and about more often than I used to. Or that's why you might not see my food as much because it doesn't really matter to me for me to be into health and fitness. So now is the fun part, and that is how to cultivate authenticity. This is the um, almost flowchart that I've kind of made up in my head. The first step is to be brutally honest. I've mentioned this, but it's about being brutally honest with who you really are. What are you really doing? That is you. For me, that brutal honesty came when I realized that I was tracking calories, And I was obsessed. I was checking the fiber, the carb, the protein, the fat intake. I was changing it up. I was getting obsessed with my fitness pal. And that was the honest truth about my relationship with fitness at the time. And so I had to be brutally honest about the fact that doing that was leading to X, Y, and Z. And that was my reality. That was who I was. I was someone that was obsessed with my fitness pal. And I didn't want to be. So what did I have to do? I had to remove it from my life. For someone else, that might have been being brutally honest with the fact that you track and you're fine with that and it doesn't control you and you're someone that's quite laid back. Cool, you like that, you don't have to change anything. After being brutally honest with yourself, you have to commit to yourself. You have to rethink, revaluate or accept who you are and go with that to then set boundaries and expectations about who you expect that person to be. In the example I just used for me was about setting boundaries about tracking calories and setting a different expectation of my relationship with exercise, which was one that was more laid back, which was one that didn't calculate every gram of food that she ate, which was one that was probably more accepting of her body changing because letting go of control was venturing into the unknown and then holding others and yourself to that standard. So holding myself to that standard and telling other people what I was expecting from that. As I've said, you might hate what you actually are. I realized that I hated who I was being. I hated the fact that I was not telling people what I actually wanted to do on the weekend. I hated the fact that I secretly judged them for drinking and going out and doing drugs only because I felt so uncomfortable doing it, not because... I actually judged people for going out and drinking. I couldn't care less. I realised that I hated who I was because I couldn't go out for a fucking meal without freaking out and I was running a recovery account. So you need to confront what that is because avoiding who that is is what's going to stop you from changing. And you might realise that that person who you hate is someone that overeats, it's someone that shuts people out. It's someone that runs away from their problems instead of confronting them. It might be someone who procrastinates because they're scared of the outcome. You might hate that. I did. But you have to stop projecting your insecurities onto the past or other people. You know, you have to stop getting angry at someone for going out because you can't go out without feeling guilty. And that's why brutal honesty is so important. Brutal honesty with how we actually are and whether we are showing up as that or putting Up a front, or showing up in a way that stops you from being your best self because that protects you from change and it protects you from the discomfort that that might bring. That's what's required to be truly authentic. That's what you need to cultivate authenticity. With me, I saw a misalignment between the values I was preaching and the ones I was practicing. I was preaching, you know, balance. But I was only practicing balance if it fitted my macros. I was going on about how you had to do you and, you know, stop people pleasing and talk your truths and speak your truths and you do you and go enjoy time by yourself. But I had fallen into a pattern where I was people pleasing and I actually felt guilty or I felt like a loner if I was doing things alone, when really that brings me the most joy. With this, sometimes comes limiting beliefs. It's that little voice in your head of like, I'm not good enough. What will they think? I can't be like that. You know, this isn't going to give me the life that I want. I need to do what they want. And that only leads to self-sabotaging. Limiting beliefs lead to self-sabotaging behaviors. If you constantly tell yourself that you can't do something, when the time comes of doing that thing, you are more inclined to self-sabotage to then tell yourself, see, I told myself, I can't do that. For me, an example of this has been uh having calls, right? Okay, having calls with potential clients. I said someone, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I found myself feeling really anxious around food and wanted to overeat. You know, that's the trigger. Doesn't mean I acted on it, but that is like the trigger to, oh well, I'll self-sabotage. I'll just overeat and then I'll tell myself that I can't possibly help them in their own journey because look at me. I don't even have it figured it out. But the reality is I understand my trigger, I see my trigger, I don't react on my trigger and I can help someone else do the same. Limiting beliefs can literally keep you stuck where you are because it's much easier to do that and to keep telling yourself that story than to actually step into the unknown and the discomfort of going through change and become the person that you actually want to be. Using the misalignment as a way to keep you there is so much easier than saying okay I preach these values, I preach these beliefs and I truly believe in them and I'm gonna act on them. Because sometimes acting on them means losing people, it means doing it alone, it means saying no to someone and it might hurt them, it might mean doing something that you've never done before it might be sucking at something whatever it is it's uncomfortable and being brutally honest with that and doing it anyways is how you cultivate authenticity because when you show up and you start believing in yourself and you start acting in alignment with your new values you start rebuilding that true and authentic identity which is what takes me to values i talk about values all the time and it's weird that I talk about it in a fitness podcast, but when you ask yourself, "What do I truly value? How is my behavior reflecting those beliefs and those things I value? It's doing it in this way. It's not doing it in that way. When you start aligning how you act to your values, because you can take off ownership, by the way, you start living by your true values and therefore cultivating that authenticity you can't take ownership for what other people do or for what's happened in the past. But you can stop being scared of the repercussions. You can develop a strong sense of self. You can keep daily promises to yourself to build that self-belief and that confidence that you can do things that are uncomfortable. And this is when we start returning to ourselves. You might feel lonely at first, you might feel like you're a scam, you might feel like things are wrong, like you're dishonoring someone, like you are betraying someone. But when you start having people around you who recognize you for you, who tell you, actually, I love this version of you as much, if not more, as the past version of you, because she's happier, she's thriving, she's being true to herself, she has energy, she's contributing, she's she's herself. That's when you realize that actually Being authentic is so much better and that came from facing the discomfort of vulnerability, the unknown, change and taking the courage to take that leap of faith. So what we can take from this is that showing up authentically is not easy but when I started to look at my values and realizing how disaligned I had become in my chase for validation In doing what I thought I had to do in terms of my career, in terms of my fitness, in terms of what health meant, in terms of what recovery meant. When I realized how disaligned I was to who I really am deep down, I had an existential crisis. I'm not even joking. For the whole summer, I was just like, what the fuck have I done? And through a lot of that, I went back to food because it was my comfort mechanism. It was the best way to avoid anyone and anything, to avoid any responsibility, to take any step in the right direction. But it was the first step to then be brutally honest with myself and to say, if I keep doing this, if I keep grabbing the wrappers and putting them in the bin and doing the same thing over and over again, I'm going to go insane because that's not me. I can't just do a clean slate every single monday or every single morning and keep doing the same thing that's only going to get me to a desire to cope in negative ways because i fucking hate this and i hate who i'm becoming and i hate everything that i'm building and i don't stand for that and i believe in this and not that that's not easy to do because it means that you have to be honest with yourself that you have to change that you have to take responsibility for how you're self-sabotaging and you have to rethink how you're doing things and you have to think of how you really want to do things and then you have to commit to the possibility of other people hating that and other people not supporting you and friends in your life or people in your life leaving they actually don't like that version of you well fuck them because that's the real you and if that is the person that is going to be happy and that is the person that is going to feel light and that is going to have a smile on her face when she wakes up when she goes to the gym when she goes to sleep when she eats and she doesn't feel the urge to overeat then so be it because that's me and so today i encourage you to think about if you are genuinely cultivating authenticity or if you're doing things based on what other people are doing or what you think you should do or you're trying to prove something to someone else or you're pleasing them, you're not happy, you're not really telling them what you want from life, from their relationships, from what do you expect. Even like a restaurant that you choose. I used to not, like, <laughs> I've actually... I used to say no to going for sushi because I thought my partner didn't really like it. But I love sushi. It's one of my favorite foods. And it's such a little thing. But, you know, you start slow. You start neglecting what you want and what you like slowly. And that's when you stop showing up authentically. And you don't just one day wake up and you've lost yourself. But it starts slow. And then suddenly you one day wake up and you're like, fuck, I really don't like who I am. What am I doing? What is going on? How did I get here? So my advice for you to reconnect with authenticity and yourself and your true self is to start small. You know, you can do the example that I just mentioned. Start suggesting to do things that you really want to do, whether it's choosing a restaurant when you always let other people choose it whether it's changing up the breakfast that you like to eat because you've realized that you're only eating something based on the fact that it's hashtag fitness, whether you are choosing to wear clothes based on what other people think instead of what you really want to wear or you're going to you know social events that you think you have to go based on your age, gender, what other people around you are doing, FOMO, and start saying no more but then also start saying yes more to the things that you really want to do. And then the next thing would be to start putting boundaries around how you want to be treated or what you want to do again. So it might be putting a boundary around your time alone. So you might have a partner and you might actually need a little bit of time alone or you might just want more quality time with them, but just the two of you saying that and voicing your need and want, that's going to help you be more authentic because it's little things, you know, it's not just, oh, I'm having an existential crisis. I actually don't want to study psychology. I want to study marketing. I don't know. Like going through that identity crisis almost is pretty big to just do overnight, but you can start small and if you're someone that tries to people please and you tend to numb your own needs to please others, And then you find yourself overeating or turning to food or hyper-focusing on your body and how you look or finding that you have more negative body image after you have an argument with your partner or your friend, but you haven't really told them what you think and you find yourself just constantly repeating the argument in your head, uh, but then you realize you really hate your body. This might be why. There might be something about how you're showing up and a lack of authenticity that might actually be the root cause of all of this but I must say I'm gonna end it here it's been a long one hasn't it it's been like a very intense episode and it is hard for me to still explain these things because obviously I'm still navigating them and I put my hands up I'm not perfect at this if anything I'm just figuring it out And the more I actually put these things into practice, the more I realize how little I actually do it myself. So don't think that you have to be perfect or that you have to have it all figured out. But the reason why I explained my lockdown situation and the COVID situation is because that was a time that it was really easy to show up authentically because we didn't have to give anyone any explanations. We didn't have to communicate and we didn't actually have to set any boundaries. We just had complete freedom to be and do whatever we wanted. But when boundaries and relationships and commitments start to emerge into your life, we actually have to be, become better at showing up authentically and hold your stronger values, boundaries and communication methods to be able to be as we are alone when we're with other people. And that's exactly why COVID was such a It was such a like revelation for so many people because we all almost realized who we actually were. But then lockdown started to ease and life went back to normal. And I don't know about you, but I started feeling an identity crisis because I was like, fuck me, all of these like life has made me start people pleasing again and dishonor myself and start turning to food again. And it's been so revelational for me to not just go through covid but then also come out of lockdown and go back into the real world and see myself morph again into the expectations that there is about myself like it's been so mind wobbling like mind wobbling boggling mind blowing mind boggling (laughs) wow it's been like so bizarre and to see that now from a perspective where I understand where I went wrong, and I can see that all I needed was actionable steps to communicate my needs, to figure out my needs, and to be okay with the repercussions of that is so liberating. It's still very fucking scary because, you know, I have to still talk my truths and be okay with the discomfort of people walking out of your life and potentially failing and whatever else, people not showing up, feeling lonely taking responsibility, having to take action, sucking at something, I've said it before, but when you start accepting that the repercussions are okay for as long as you keep showing up authentically, then you are so empowered because look at it this way, right? I'm going to end it on this, but imagine you have a problem with your partner, okay? Or your friend, Let's say, let's say you're having an argument with your friend and you walk into the argument with the idea that you need to convince them to stay in the friendship. I want to say friendship because it's so much easier to imagine a scenario with your friend than if you're with your partner, if you're single. You walk into the argument and something's happened, it's hurt you, it's annoyed you, you're frustrated, you're hurt, you know your reality, you know what you stand for, and they didn't stand up for that. There's two ways that you can walk into the conversation you either walk in with the idea that you have to tell them and they have to see it for what it was for you and they have to validate you and they have to say sorry and they have to agree with you and they have to you know confirm into what you think that happened and if not you're not going to be friends but you need to be friends so you need to convince her or you walk in with the idea that you're going to let them know what you think And you were hoping that they'll understand you and that they will see your perspective. But if they don't, it's okay. And you will let it go and you will let the friendship evolve and it will either become stronger or it will dwindle. But their reaction and you honoring your truth will mean that you are always going to move into a stronger bond. In the first scenario, you are so much more likely to either change your beliefs or get angry at them for having different ones to you. And you're either going to tell them to fuck off or you're going to dishonor yourself to keep them as your friend. Whereas in the second scenario, you're more likely to speak your truth, to let go of expectations and to truly do and move towards the direction that the friendship truly needs in terms of you know, the degree of the bond that you are going to build. And that's when showing up authentically matters. Because every time when you show up authentically and you honor that to yourself, you are honoring other people around you. And there is no way you're going to go wrong in life. You are only going to go wrong if you're dishonest and you're not authentic. If you're honest and you're authentic, you're always going to navigate what life is meant to be for you. And you can regret nothing because you're always doing as best as you can. And you're showing up as truly as you possibly can to be the best you and to be the best for others. And I think that ends things in a rather positive note. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you reflect on this. Ask yourself if you're showing up authentically, if you're happy, if you're finding yourself in constant friction with life, with boundaries, with speaking your truths, whether that's showing up in your body image, in your eating patterns, in how you're exercising, whether you're comparing yourself to others whether you're thinking less of yourself whenever you look at others, dig in, dig deeper. And as always, if you have any questions, head over to my Instagram, slide into my DMs, comment on any of my pictures because I love to talk about these things. I love to start a conversation and it's been a pleasure. I will see you next Thursday and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Bye guys.